Did you know that the perfect snack exists that not only has the yum factor, because that's important, but also packs a real protein punch? I'm talking about Wonderful Pistachios, a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Now that's a snack you can feel really good about. It's hard for me to currently pick a fave because they have several flavors to choose from, including no salt and jalapeno lime options. But if I absolutely had to, I'd say I'm in my no shells, wonderful pistachios, sea salt and vinegar era. It's the ultimate snacking solution for when you need a quick, convenient and tasty boost of pistachio goodness straight out of the bag. Whether you enjoy the ritual of cracking open each nut or you lean towards the ease of no shells, Wonderful Pistachios has something for everyone. It's time to elevate your snacking game with Wonderful Pistachios. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Hey, hey, what's going on? This is Bree, the host of the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and pressing play on this episode. I hope you're having an amazing Monday morning, if that's when you're listening to the show. I want to go ahead and just dive into this topic. I intend for it to be brief, (laughs) okay? But you know, I do sometimes get to talking. But um, before I get into today's episode, I do want to mention that um, back by popular demand, I have um, the Brown Girl in Bloom ceramic mug it's 15 ounces in the shop um i posted a picture on instagram and people were asking about it i hadn't intended on selling it at least not right now but since there is an interest in it i'll keep it up in the shop for just a little while and see how it goes um so it is available for now i'm not sure if things will change in the next few weeks But I wanted to make sure that I mentioned that. So if you are interested in a Brown Girl in Bloom 15 ounce mug, which is super cute, by the way, go ahead and go to browngirlselfcare.com and click on shop and you will see it right there. Just in time for fall and winter, too. So if you want to sip pretty on your coffee, on your tea, your water, um, yeah, go check it out. Browngirlselfcare.com and click on shop. Okay, so again, brief episode, I'm going to do my best. I just had an observation more, you know, this is just an an observation for you. And that observation is, ladies, and I know you can relate. I know you can relate to this. I think, and this is just my opinion, that we do too much for our kids. We do too much for our children. And that is one of the reasons of many um that we feel exhausted, we feel tired, we feel overwhelmed, we feel mentally drained because we do too much for our kids. We do too much for our kids. Now, I know that you are listening and you might be in a different place right now with your your child or your children, or you may not have kids at all, but even if you don't, I mean, typically... At some point in our lives, we're going to be in charge of children. Maybe we're watching them for a, a, a relative or maybe we're a teacher or we're in that type of role, you know, leadership role where we're dealing with children at some point in our lives. And, you know, I, I realized this. I mean, I think I, I realized this some time ago, but it didn't really stick until my daughter became maybe about maybe about 16, 15, 16, now she's 
she's almost 18. So still a teenager, but almost an adult. And I kind of have regrets, if I can be honest with you, because, and you know, they always say that hindsight is twenty twenty, but I feel like I did too much for her. I feel like I did too much for her. And now it's coming back to bite me in the butt. And again, this is self-care related because since we have kids and we're caring for them, we're caregivers, we're providers, um, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of times we end up putting others' needs above our own or before our own or we prioritize them higher, always prioritize them higher than we do our own needs, our own time, our own wellness. And I don't want you to, if you if you still have little kids, like, you know, young kids, toddlers, babies, um, elementary school, junior high, etc. I don't, I don't want you to do the same things that I did because again, it's now coming back to bite me in the butt. And my, my daughter's a good kid. Don't get me wrong. Um, it's just that I wanted to have, I wanted the best for her, the best that I could possibly provide. Now, I don't want you sitting up there thinking that, you know, we're living in some mansion and she's riding horse, <laughs> riding horses every day <laughs> and driving around in Lambos or anything like that. No, 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 sis, no, 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 that's, that's not what's happening over here. Okay. Just want to make sure I say that off the, off the bat. <laughs> All right. But I just want it better for her. Like, you know, I think that every generation tends to do a little bit better or I should say every generation tends to go a little bit further in how they try to provide for their kids um, than the previous generation. And that's for obvious reasons, right? We know why. And that's what I try to do. And it's not to say that my upbringing was the most horrible upbringing ever, but it was, it was rough. <laughs> it was rough, okay? Real talk. It was a doozy. And I just knew that I wanted to raise my daughter in such a way that, like, I wasn't, like, always yelling at her. I wasn't, like, cussing her out. I wasn't, like, being physically violent towards her. I wasn't, you know, I, I, I did my best to give her all that I could. I did my best to let her be, you know, hashtag carefree black girl. I did my best to... um just provide for her to the best of my abilities, even if it meant me foregoing things for myself, um, time for myself. And again, that leads to that mental and emotional. It's like, it's like the opposite of self-care if you push it to the extreme while you're parenting. And it's like you're, you're not putting yourself, like your, your wants on that that list of priorities because your child comes first and to a certain extent yes absolutely they should these are our kids you know they didn't ask to be here obviously but with they're here and we want to provide them with the best experiences and just make sure they have the, they're prepared and have the tools that they need to to go out and flourish right but I think that in our desire to to do that, especially if you came from a, like a broken home or a home where you didn't feel loved or a home where, you know, money was hella tight, like always tight. 
um, or you came from a home where, I don't know, just the parents didn't, like, either they were just too busy or they just, honestly, they just didn't seem to care, right? Or, or everything was a struggle or you bounced around from home to home or apartment to apartment or the, you know, the, there was never enough, you know, there was never enough to go around. Like, I, 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 I'm not saying that all of that was my experience, but I'm saying I I just didn't want that for my daughter. I just didn't want that for my daughter. So I did what I had to do, working jobs that I hated. And actually, that's a cop out. That's a cop out because I I could have left at any time and went and found another job. But, you know, I was just so, I guess, hypnotized or by by the money that I was making or honestly, I was scared to, to leave. But Um, but it's like you end up working a job that you hate or even multiple jobs. Um, I was doing my best not to, and my daughter does and did get disciplined and believe you me, we bump heads. But, um, again, me trying just to make sure I didn't stifle her, like her creativity and who she wants to be and, and hopefully enabling her to like use her voice and speak up for herself, which, Rest assured, she definitely does. <laughs> she definitely does. She, <laughs> but um, like I didn't want to stifle in all that because I think that we get enough of that out in the real world. Um, and this is not to say that I'm perfect, Patty parent here because nah, <laughs> I'm definitely. Please, I'm definitely not perfect, Patty parent. Okay, please believe me when I tell you that I've made many a mistake, but. I tried my best to, to like do the opposite of, of how I guess I felt I was raised or treated or, you know, things like that. But again, when you con- continuously prioritize your child's, I guess their desires, not even their needs. Okay. You've made sure their needs are met, like their basic needs and a little bit more, but I mean like their every desire and their whims and trying to give them the latest and greatest and just so you can make sure they don't feel left out or like they didn't have a good childhood, like the guilt of that, right? Hanging on your shoulders. It's like, damn, we raised these kids and they're so coddled and so expectant of, you know, everything. And so honestly, kind of entitled (laughs) in a way. And I'm like, wow, how did this happen? When, I mean, obviously I already know how it happened, but you kind of take a step back and you're like, how the heck did this happen? How sway? How sway? Didn't Kanye say that? How sway? Like, how did that happen? And, you know, I, I've realized over the last couple of years, and I've tried to kind of course correct, I definitely take more time for myself. Like, absolutely, these last, you know, few years or a couple of years at minimum, um, definitely taking a lot of time for myself and, um, you know, buying things just for myself. I was always the parent that like, if I bought something like, oh, I've got to buy, buy for her too, or I got to buy her something too, you know, because I don't want her to think that, you know, she, she can't have things or have nice things or just doing that kind of stuff or just kind of being at her beck and call more times than not. Instead of saying, hey, I need my time, come come back in an hour and let's talk about it. 
You know, I do that now, but she's almost 18. It's like if I would have done that more when she was maybe 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, um, not only would it have nurtured me when I needed, you know, some some time just to process something or think or just kind of have alone time, but it also would have helped her too to realize that she's not entitled you know, to all of my time. She's not entitled to all of me and she's going to need to be self-reliant. Who showed you that it was okay to aim high and go for your dreams while also just being yourself? For me, it was radio host Big Boy, Oprah, and KTLA news reporter Gail Anderson. In part, these people are the reason why this podcast specifically exists. This is the power of Black representation in media. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is more than a podcast. It's a celebration of Blackness from NPR where every voice is as distinct and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In this collection, you'll find stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment. Each episode, a living account of what it means to be Black today. From the intricate narratives of The Wire to the wisdom of Michelle Obama and the urgent call for reparations, Black Stories, Black Truths really is the truth. Space wasn't always made for our perspective, so NPR's new collection is necessary as it celebrates the richness of the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Feeling more grounded and relaxed is Black girl peace for me. And so I really need that while doing things like uh, tackling my to-do list or even braving this crazy LA traffic. If you know, you know. So something that helps me tap in is Recess Mood. It's a delicious sparkling water made to enhance your relaxation time and mood without any alcohol involved. So what you will get instead is real fruit, mood lifting magnesium, and stress balancing adaptogens. And again, no alcohol plus no added sugar. So I've tried all the flavors and I really, really like strawberry rose. It's like um, a little burst of peace in the middle of chaos because again, for real, navigating this Cali traffic is insane. Now, recess mood is not only my go-to for staying balanced while on the go, but it's also good for chilling at home too. It's like having a little slice of relaxation right in the palm of your hand. So next time you need a little pick-me-up without the alcohol, without the hangover, give recess mood a shot. It's been a fantastic addition to my routine. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com forward slash self-care and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. My hair is kinky, it's coily, it's beautiful, it's all the things, but the dryness is real, so it's also prone to feeling parched. This is why Waze Anti-Frizz Cream is my new BFF. It not only changes frizz, but helps my hair feel more hydrated. Listen, summer is coming. We are trying to be outside, going to brunch, plus traveling, and summer activities aren't always kind to our strands, okay? So let me tell you what I do for this. I wash my hair every one to two weeks. Don't sleep on Waze Detox Shampoo, by the way, if you have hard water or buildup. I detangle, I smooth in a little of the Way Anti-Frizz Cream, then shingle in my natural gel. My hair is frizz-free, it's hydrated, and it's cute for days. Love sleek styles? Waze Anti-Frizz Cream works as a heat protectant up to 450 degrees as well. 
Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code self-care for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com promo code self-care. Like, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I'm, you know, we can keep it real here. I'm embarrassed to say this, but her coping skills are not necessarily the best because I've kind of coddled her and don't let my mama hear me say that but it's true um she has common sense she's again an amazing kid she's smart but she is a bit coddled and and sheltered and I kind of blame myself for that like it's, it's just and then on top of that you know it's like asking her to do something Sometimes it's just like a big struggle. And I understand that it's because, you know, she is 17. I I get it. Teenage years. I I get that part. However, I think there's more to it. There's more to it. And so now it's just kind of like a struggle sometimes getting her to do things. Not all the time, but sometimes it is a struggle. And I think that entitlement kind of kicks in. And that's something that I kind of set her up with, with just always giving, always providing, always trying to put her first so that she never felt hopefully like lacking or like she wasn't included with her friends or things like that and I would kind of put my knees to the side more more to to accommodate her right I hope that makes sense like I would just I would just make sure that she was good and just do my best just get her whatever even during those times when times times were tight so I'm putting myself into a bind financially you know um just to make sure that she's okay or make sure that she's good (sighs) that was a lot the good thing is that I can say like if there are times when I'm like okay like for example for Christmas I'm not going hard in the paint okay I'm not going hard in the paint for Christmas. I'm just not going to do it. And she knows that. I've already talked to her about it. So it's 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 weird because some things she doesn't feel entitled. Like she's okay. You know what I'm saying? But then other things she is entitled. Like just today it was like she asked me what was the de- she asked me for the definition of a word. I can't remember what the word is because she knows that typically I would just tell her, but I'm just like Use your phone, use a dictionary, figure it out. Like that's my answer for her now for almost everything. Figure it out. Look it up. Think about it. Ask, you know, ask Google or something like figure it out. Take some time and figure it out for yourself. I wish I would have done more of that in the previous years when she was younger, but I'm definitely course correcting now and have been for a little while. And, um, hopefully, you know, I haven't like ruined her for life. I don't, I don't know. I don't think I have, but all I can tell you is I'm definitely now putting more emphasis on what I want. I'm putting more emphasis on, um, what I need. I'm putting more emphasis on her being more resilient. Um, and that's good for her self-care too, like. There's confidence and power in, you know, being your own woman, 
figuring things out on your own, um, handling your business, you know what I mean? Not necessarily always having to rely on someone or wait for someone to give you an answer, wait for someone to help you do something that you can do on your own, you know? So I, I feel like I am empower, empowering her um, to take care of herself. I just wish that I would have done it a little more, a little sooner rather than just in the last couple of years. But, you know, you live and you learn. You, you're not perfect. and I'm not perfect, I should say. And mistakes are made when it comes to, to raising children. You know, I think that just kind of goes along with it. But I can tell you that just, you know, as far as like self-care is concerned and my self-care specifically, and maybe yours too, um, I think it's easier now. I think it's easier now that I have like kind of drawn a line in the sand and set this boundary that said, you know, my needs matter too. My mental health matters too. My desire for um, stillness and not being the go-to and not being always being the chauffeur. Like I've had to tell her no, well, especially now with COVID, but even before that, like I've had to tell her no to going places like every whatever, like trying to go to every single football game and every single game and just different things. Like I'm a single parent, me ripping and running back and forth to the school um, for every single activity is just not happening anymore. I started doing that maybe, um, when she hit maybe like 10th grade, that's when I really started to kind of like draw my line in the sand because I was just, I, I was just tired between working and just different things like that. And I'm like, I, I cannot allow myself to burn out. And I want her to know that it's, when she, if she decides to have children, that it is okay for her too to kind of set some boundaries, hopefully sooner than later. Again, make sure your kids have what they need and, and like at minimum have the basic, basics, excuse me, covered, make sure they know that you love them, provide for them, etc. But I mean, this notion that they are just number one in every situation of your life and you cannot do anything for yourself or have anything for yourself um, because they don't have every single thing in the world. Like they don't have the latest and greatest iPhone and Apple MacBook or MacBook Air and all that stuff. Like that's trash. You know, that's trash. I want you to think of some things that kind of resonate with you on what I'm talking about and think and, and, and see if there are some things that maybe you can draw some some of your own boundaries when it comes to your children um, and again depending on their age and your circumstance it may look different than what I'm saying right now but I think as women as moms as as caregivers as nurturers to, to little people and, and young adults like that doesn't let us off the hook when it comes to self-care. It just doesn't. It, it, it's, yes, we have a responsibility. We have a duty to do the best for and by our children and the people that we are in charge of. But it doesn't take us off the hook when it comes to our self-care. And it shouldn't. Moms, more than, more than ever, we need to make sure that we continue 
to take care of ourselves and continue to put our needs first and continue to have boundaries with the people in our lives um, that do end up taking a lot of our emotional and physical time um, and showing them and telling them that, hey, you know, my needs matter too. And so I can't help you with this right now. I'll, I'll circle back with you later on. Or, you know what, you're old enough to now go and, you know, figure it out or go to the library or get online and research um, and let them know that you, 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 are, you don't have the answers for everything. And now that they're of age, they can start really doing things for themselves, which will free up time for you. So I guess, again, it just it really does depend on age, but there's got to be some places where we can set up some boundaries um, so we can make sure that they are being nurtured and growing into healthy humans and we are being nurtured and continuously um, on track to being whole, healthy women. It's important, okay? All right, well, um, I, as promised... Look, 20 minutes. Woohoo! <laughs> you know, that rarely happens around here. But yeah, that was my thoughts. Um, let me know what you think. Send me a message at connect at browngirlselfcare.com and let me know if you were picking up what I am laying down in today's episode. Um, yeah, I think that's it for today. I thank you so much for listening. Again, you can email me at connect at browngirlselfcare.com. Um, hit me up on Instagram at browngirlselfcare. Same on Facebook at browngirlselfcare. And um, I will see you next week with another episode of the Brown Girl Self Care podcast. Take care.